Does this word sound familiar? Communication. I'm sure it does. Communication is as old as mankind itself. And I'm sure that an entire episode won't be enough to talk about it. Every human relationship thrives on it, you know. And as important as it is, it has so much become our norm that we more often than not take it for granted. In fact, a wise person once said that any problem, big or small, within a family always seems to start with bad communication. Someone isn't listening. Hello, I'm super duper yupa whooper zupa lupa whooper. Whatever that means, I am super excited to welcome you to the first episode ever. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can sit now. <laughs> this is Not Your Box. It's a parenting podcast and I can contain my joy, my excitement and I must say thank you very much for listening in at this point in time. You're probably busy or you're probably multitasking, you're doing one thing or the other and you just took out time to do this. I appreciate it. I do not take your, your time. I do not take your support. I do not take you believing in me and um, what I have to say for granted. Thank you. Before I go on, I would just like to say one or two things about this podcast. It's a podcast geared towards nurturers at heart. What I mean by that is you don't have to, you do not necessarily have to be a father, a mother, or a parent to be. Yes, Nurture Box is for anyone who is passionate about nurturing, about parenting. An individual doesn't have to be your biological child before you can look out for them, before you can take it upon you to want to raise them to do well in different areas of their lives. So you're welcome. Thank you so much. And it's my earnest desire that you will benefit something from today's episode and the subsequent episodes that we'll be having. I am your host, Bumi, and I am not a parenting expert in any way. I'm not a parenting coach. I am someone who is passionate about parenting, passionate about raising well-rounded individuals. And um, in subsequent episodes, I'll be having different guests over from parents to experts on different topics that will interest you. But for today, I will be blessing you with this voice of mine. Please accept the voice the way it is. Embrace it with love. <laughs> Thank you. So today I'll just be talking briefly about what you may have already guessed right. Because yes, I gave you a very huge expo at the beginning. Communication. So like I said earlier... Communication is a very broad topic. There's just so much to say about communication. It is not new to us. But I just want to, you know, say a few things today. And I'm hoping not to take so much time. I just want to, you know, do it. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that word. Pardon me. I'll try and keep it brief what I have to say today. Making reference to the quote I said earlier, the problem in any relationship at all starts with communication. It's either there's a lack of communication or there's a wrong communication or a misinterpretation of what has been communicated and the likes. And in a parent-child relationship, it is not an exception. Just as you may already know, communication is not in any way limited to talking. In fact, there's been so many cases where different people are talking or someone is trying to pass across a message or relay their thoughts 
and someone who is blunt enough to say it as it is, <laughs> not minding if you get embarrassed or not, speaks up and directs this statement to the person or question rather to the person. Are you communicating at all? So that goes to show that not everything that is voiced is communication, so to say. Because as the layman will define communication, it is when the encoder passes across a message via a channel to the decoder. The decoder is the one who receives the message, understands it, gets an interpretation from it, and probably gives a response or not. So there's so much that goes into communication. It's not just the words you speak. Listening is very important. In fact, at times I tend to believe that listening is even more important than what you say. It's just like they say that silence is golden because um, when you're silent, you tend to take in more. You're listening with your ears, with your eyes, with your senses. You're more alert to what is being said, to what is going on, right? So I tend to believe that listening is even more important than talking. There's also another saying that you gain more when you listen than when you talk. Let me pin that. You gain more when you listen than when you talk. Now, to go straight to what I have to say, parents, communication is so key because for one, it builds a bond with your child. This cannot be overemphasized. Interaction is going on. Trust is being built. And when you start early, it flows as the child starts moving from one stage of development to the other. You've already initiated this early, so it is so easy to carry on with. Another thing that communication does is that, this may sound funny, but it's just the truth. It may sound somehow. <laughs> communication gives you an edge over your competition. <laughs> like your boss will say, this is where I am going. Communication gives you an edge over your competition. Parents, daddy, mommy, whether you like it or not, you have competition. People who are competing with you for the attention, the time, the trust. That's very key, the trust of your child. When I say attention, time, definitely your child's time cannot be for you, on you, forever. There's a time at the early stage where you need to spend quality time with them. You need their attention in order to be able to teach them, to be able to model a good example for them to follow. But trust, as far as I'm concerned, is the most important because it never goes away. It just carries on. Even after they've moved to being adults and they are now their own person, their own individual, they are now independent, they can still know for sure that they trust you and they can talk to you about anything. So that is very important. When communication takes place between you, a parent, and the child, Talking is involved, like I said, listening is involved, observation, body language, even silence is involved. So as a parent, it is not just enough to talk to your child. There are so many relationships that is one-sided in terms of communication. And it is one-sided because one person is the one doing all the work or all the action. Or one person is the one trying to express him or herself. Whereas what the other person has to say or express is not taken into consideration. And that is how problems creep in into a relationship. You as a parent, all you're doing is, okay, you're giving instruction. You're letting your child know that, oh, this thing or that thing that he did or she didn't do is wrong. And you're not happy with them. You chastise them. You know more than them. You're wiser than them. So they should just follow whatever you tell them to the letter. And that is all that really happens. 
the only time there's an interaction of some sort is when there's something to be said, especially from your own parts. You need to tell them something. You need to set them straight. It's just one-sided. It doesn't work that way. Communication is supposed to be two-way. There are two parties involved. In as much as you want to talk, in as much as you want to tell your child, okay, this is right from wrong and all that. The most important thing that your child needs is to be listened to. That is, your child also wants to talk. Your child also wants to be listened to, right? Also, in terms of body language, in terms of silence, which I also mentioned initially, it can so happen that your child has something to say but doesn't think he or she should say to you. Either because they don't know how you would react or they don't trust you yet or they see it as an out-of-bound discussion. Based on the kind of interaction they've had with you, it's just normal for every human being, not just children this time around. It's just for every human being. There are different people in your life that you know that when it comes to certain things, it might even even siblings that are very close. Let's say three or four children that are close. They talk about things, they you know share things together. Even among those siblings, it might so happen that one of them can discuss certain things with one person but can't discuss that with others because he or she just knows that this other person understands me better this other person gets me better this other person will be able to relate listen to me and will just connect to what i have to say and the same thing goes for your child children open up to you when they know that they can trust you they know that there's no holds bad they know that no discussion is out of bounds they can talk about anything with you they see you as a best friend which is very, very, very essential. When a child sees you as a best friend, they can talk to you about anything. But when a child feels that, if I bring this particular thing up, this is how my mom, this is how my dad is going to react and I wouldn't like it. What do you expect? And as human beings, we just have this need to want to confide in someone. It's just normal. Even the chief of all introverts, <laughs> the chiefest of introverts, will definitely have someone they can confide in. There are introverts that would, okay, they don't talk. They don't say things to everybody. There's just this one person they can actually, ah, this is my person. You know, I wouldn't tell anybody this, but this is it. They tell that person. So every human being has that need. Also, I believe, but I think it's true, yeah. Every human being has the need to want to confide in someone. And at the developmental stage of your child, or when your child still needs guidance, needs modeling, needs a good example, needs to be taught properly about life, who is the ideal person for your child to confide in? Yeah, you got it right, you. But if you are not available, or if your child doesn't see you as the ideal person to talk to or to express their thoughts, their feelings, their fears, their concerns, their joys, their excitement with, there will be someone else they will talk to. The bad news is that you do not know who that person is going to be. You do not know what that person's intention is and how that's going to affect your child. So it's very important as parents to take communication very essential. It can build any relationship. It can build relationships. And, you know, for you listening, you must have had your own share, your own experience while growing up. The kind of relationship you had with your parents, the kind of communication that was in place. It may have been something good. I believe every parent has good intentions for their children. But for whatever may go wrong at any point in time, it's not because the parent doesn't want the best for the child, but probably the person didn't know how to handle things or didn't know that there are certain skills that are important in parenting. 
See, I've learned in recent times that in parenting, skills are needed. Parenting is not just, let's do it. Anyhow it goes, we will figure it out along the way. You know, <laughs> parenting is an intentional act. I've heard people say in Yoruba that, ah, this person is an abiyamo. They are trying to say that this person is a good parent. This person is an ideal parent. That means there's a way one can be careless about parenting, just as there is a way one can be intentional about parenting. It's just like marriage, for instance. Do you just go into marriage and you're like, okay, let's just see how it goes. We just, you know, we'll rough it. <laughs> However, it turns out, fine. No wala. Or business. Let's even go into something that I know that, okay, maybe your business, that project, that career of yours and all that. Do you just say you want to rough it? No. Using business as an instance now, you know, I mentioned competition earlier. So let me talk about business. Now, looking at the business world, you go into business and the goal is to make revenue, right? Just the way as a parent, you want to succeed in parents. Let me just use that word. Let's, let me use that word, succeed. You want to be able to say, oh, I, I did my best. I raised my child well. I, I gave the child a good legacy. I raised him well. I set him the, on the right path and all that. Just the way you want to go into business and you want to make profit. You do what? You plan. You're intentional about it. You don't just say, I'm going to rough it. Let's just see. If money comes, mm-hmm. if we make sales, no wala. However it goes, we are fine. No, you don't do it that way. And because as a business, you know that you have customers, both prospective customers and existing customers. And you know that you're not the only one manufacturing this product or selling this item. There are other people too who have differentiated their product and are selling something similar to what you are also selling or are offering a service similar to what you're offering. You're on the lookout. You don't just leave your customers like that, not communicating with them. And that's why you see businesses these days. They put up adverts. They follow up with their customers. They have social media accounts because the world is a global village and you have to constantly keep in touch. You have to constantly reach out to your customers. They have to know what you are up to. You have to know what they want if you're meeting their need, if they're satisfied with your service. And because of that, you keep the communication ongoing because you know that there are competitors out there with their mouths open like this, like a lion waiting to swallow. (laughs) Well, by swallow up, I mean they're waiting to take over your customers and make them theirs. That's the same way that there are people out there who may not have the best of intentions, who may want to influence your child wrongly, who may want to teach them the wrong things, who may want to do whatsoever. And if you don't invest in communication, you would lose out. And that's not what we want. That's not what you want. It's in the place of communication that you teach, advice, get to know the interests, the likes, the passion of your child. And, you know, there have been cases of parents who would enforce a particular career path on their children because they want their children to follow their own plan. Only if they had invested in communication, in listening to their children to get what they have to say, in studying them to know what they like, what sparks up interest in them, what they like to get involved in, they will know that this is what this child wants and not what I think the child wants. So before I go, I would just like to add that in as much as communication is important, how you do it also matters. How you speak matters. How you listen matters. How you respond matters. Are you speaking just because you have something to say or you're speaking to your child? You're speaking with your child because you want to spend time with them. Are you speaking just to pass across a message or you're listening just to, you know, let this child just say what you want to say and let me go back to my work. Let me go back to my chores and all that. Or you're actually paying attention. See, 
there are little cues that we think, oh, the other person doesn't notice. But yeah, they notice. As little as children are, if you're giving them attention, if you're listening to them, if your rapt attention is with them, if you're concerned about what they have to say, they know. They see these things. <laughs> I repeat, they know. They see these things. So that being said, yelling, just hearing them speak and not listening, not paying rapt attention, not reading or listening beyond the silence, even when they are not talking. What is their body language saying? What is their facial expression saying? What is their mood saying? All these things are very important. It's in the place of communication that you get to teach your child about sex, about relationships, about life skills, about things that you won't want them to get out there into the world and be shocked by what they would see or what they would hear. Things that you won't want a stranger to have to teach them, to have to tell them about. It is your duty to do that. And this cannot happen if there is no trust, if your child cannot confide in you, if you do not make yourself available to communicate with your child. So that's where I'm going to stop today. I hope I was able to get some of the things I had in my head across to you. The thing is that, like I said, communication is a very broad topic. We cannot exhaust talking about it at all, not even within the context of parenting alone. And as you already know, I'll be having guests on subsequent episodes. And definitely the issue of communication will come up at some point or the other, even as we discuss topics that are not directly related to communication. So thanks once again for listening today. If you have any questions, there's something that popped up in your head while I was talking that you'd like to share with fellow nurturers, please send a message. It will be very much appreciated. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you're already anticipating the subsequent episodes, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, favorite this podcast, send the link to as many people as you can so that they can also listen up. Kindly follow us on Instagram at notchabox.ng. Turn on your post notification so that when a new episode drops, when a new post drops, you will be alerted. Until next time, I would like to leave you with this. Whoever you are, whatever you're doing, you have the capacity to love, to groom, and to nurture.